When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, Senior Editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And as I always say, if you hit play, you have found Let's Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning podcast as a part of the Behind the Steel Curtain. I'm going to start calling it Podcast Network because I think the platform just doesn't give it justice. I said this on Friday. I'm going to say it again. If you're like me and you love sports talk radio, but you really don't want to sift through all the BS and nonsense of ESPN Radio and all those other channels... You just want to hear about the Steelers, then you need to follow BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and you need to follow the platform wherever you get your podcasts. We're everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Anchor, Pandora, Spotify, you name it. Just search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. We will be one of the first, if not the only, result that you find there. And then do whatever you have to do so it's, you don't just want to hear me. You want to also hear all of our morning content. That's Dave Schofield, Stat Geek, Jeffrey Benedict from the Cutting Room Floor, our noon lineup, where the live mic has gone to. Uh, again, not a demotion, <laughs> but Michael Beck Show is now part of the noon lineup, along with what Yin's talking about, which is a great segue into what's going to be coming up in the second half of this show is when I have Kyle Kreiss. He is one of the hosts of What Yin's Talking About. It's a great show. I wanted to highlight that. I wanted to talk with him. Kind of wanted to grill him a little bit on a couple questions. So make sure you stay tuned to the whole podcast. It's worth it. And as I said a few minutes ago, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, the website, and the podcast network are all one and the same. They are connected, part of SB Nation. Make sure you check that 
early and often. It should be your one-stop shop for all things Steelers. All right, with all that out of the way, it was actually a pretty quiet weekend. I guess you could say it was a quiet weekend, considering how crazy the week last week was. You think about all the additions made to the team, restructured. Oh no, they didn't restructure any contracts. They just terminated contracts. Uh, Zach Banner, Joe Schober, both gone. And so when you think about all those things that happened, when the weekend comes and you're expecting some more moves, because let's keep in mind, the Steelers do still have some salary cap space available. They do have some openings in terms of positionally still on their roster. It was a quiet weekend. Now, at the time that this is being recorded, it's actually on Sunday, they have not made any drastic moves or changes. Not yet, anyways. So I wanted to focus on, and this is still insane for me to think about, how the 2022 Steelers' expectations have changed in one week. That's right, in one week, how the Steelers in our, maybe just mine, but I don't think I'm alone in this regard, that the expectations for this team this season have been completely flipped upside down in just one week. So think about the moves that were made. This goes back to last Monday, and that was when the legal tampering period started in the National Football League, which they might as well just say it. I don't know. There's really no way around the tampering aspect of things. It's just one free agency, the unofficial start of free agency. So we know the Steelers bring in Mitch Trubisky. They re-sign Chooks Okorafor. They bring in Mason Cole. They re-sign Montrevious Adams. They bring in James Daniels. They bring in Levi Wallace. They bring in Miles Jack. They re-sign Akello Witherspoon. All of these things happening. And you're sitting there and you're like, man, they are doing some serious work. And credit to Omar Khan, who really wants that GM position, I guarantee it. He has worked some contracts that have made and allowed the Steelers to continue to make moves, even when everyone thought, well, their salary cap space is going to be gone. It's going to be gone. But all those moves, how have the expectations changed after that? Because that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about expectations for this upcoming season. I've said it a million times, and I'll, con- I'll continue to say it. Steeler fans want Super Bowls, and that's it. It's Super Bowl or bust every single season. It's the way it should be if you think about it. it-, it- it's really, I think that's something that the Steelers faithful, they pride themselves on. We don't celebrate division, winning the division, division titles. We don't celebrate playoff appearances. They celebrate, and I say they, they, including myself as a fan, we celebrate championships. Now, this can make it really difficult. Uh, Only one team can win it every year. That's obvious. And it hasn't been the Steelers in a while, and so you have to think about those expectations being sky high. But I'm pretty sure that most people out there, when they looked at the 2021 version of the Steelers, and they knew the changes that were coming up, they knew the drastic change both in uh, the the outlook of the offseason, meaning... The, the change with the massive amount of salary cap space they had, losing their franchise quarterback, defensive coordinator is gone, um, and then you look at all these other changes that have been happening this offseason. I think a lot of Steeler fans prior to free agency were kind of thinking to themselves, I don't know what to expect. I was one of those people, by the way. I really was. I was one of those people that I, I didn't know what to expect. I used to always say, since 2004, the year that Ben Roethlisberger was drafted, and once he got into the lineup and started winning games, as long as number seven's in the lineup, the Steelers have a shot to win. 
Honestly felt that all the way through 2021. I'm not about to tell you that last year I thought that they were going to be pegged as a Super Bowl champion. Not saying that at all. What I'm saying is, though, that you always felt if you had a quarterback, you had a chance. You had a chance. And so looking at the expectations in one week, how have they changed? Well, let's start off this discussion based on the answering the question, were the holes on the roster filled? We all knew they were gaping some some positions were just huge holes on the roster. Did they fill those in the week? In a week, and it's again seven days. But did they fill those? So let's go through this quarterback. Look at quarterback. The quarterback position. You sign Mitchell Trubisky. You still have Mason Rudolph. You still have Dwayne Haskins, and you still have the NFL draft coming up. Let's keep that in mind. I would say yes. I would give it a big check mark and say that they have checked off that box. That quarterback has been addressed. Is it perfect? Not saying that. It's been addressed. That's difference. There's a big difference there. Then let's go to wide receiver. In the course of a 24-hour span, the Steelers lost Juju Smith-Schuster to the Chiefs, James Washington to the Dallas Cowboys, and Ray-Ray McLeod to the San Francisco 49ers. All three of their free agent wide receivers gone in the span of 24 hours. I think we all expected this. I did. I really did. And so when you have this situation... What, what was the answer? What did the Steelers do? They did nothing. As of this being recorded, they have not done anything at the wide receiver position. So in that regard, I think that box left, is left unchecked. They did not answer that question at wide receiver. However, I am pretty confident that if they decide that they're just going to address receiver in the draft, I trust the Steelers to do that. They, they typically swing and get, get a they, – I'm not going to say they hit a home run every time because James Washington was a second-round pick – but they have more really good picks at wide receiver than they have swing and misses. We'll put it that way. Let's go to inside linebacker. That was a team need. No one wanted Joe Schober to remain on the team with his hefty salary cap hit. And so what did they do? They go out and get Miles Jack. Check. Is it perfect? No. Will they still like to add someone? Maybe. I think that one thing you have to consider is no one knows what Buddy Johnson's going to bring to the lineup. No one. And we rarely saw the rookie out of Texas A&M last year. Maybe he is that guy. I'm not so sure. I can't bank on that. No one can bank on that, including the Steelers organization. But still, I would say that, though, the inside linebacker position, you can check that box. They addressed it. Cornerback. Now that you think about what they've done so far, they bring back Akello Witherspoon. That has not been made official yet, by the way. They bring back Akello Witherspoon. Levi Wallace's two-year deal has been made official. So they address two cornerbacks there you still have cam sutton on the roster still have james pierre still have justin lane and you still have the nfl draft coming up it's looking like joe hayden is going to be gone it just doesn't seem likely that the steelers would want to pay that much money for a guy that you're just not so sure is the same guy if you understand what i'm saying but still check that box the steelers address cornerback i think this past week offensive line uh yes yeah yeah they did you might not like it but they did address the offensive line. James Daniels, Mason Cole, they re-signed Shooks for. They addressed it. And again, you may not like it. I had Michael Beck on Friday, and we talked about that, and he really, really hated the Shooks for contract when the numbers were released. But when he saw the breakdown, it wasn't as bad. He kind of got on board with it after that. So for me, yes, they absolutely addressed offensive line. Defensive line, and again, I, I've had multiple podcasts about this. It's all based on Stefan Tuitt. That is the one question that needs to be answered. And I think the way the Steelers approached 
free agency tells you that they have a very optimistic outlook on to its potential return. You know, you know you're going to have Tyson Aluoglu back. If you can get Stefan Tuitt back, we've talked about the depth that they have along that line, and it's not aging depth either. Whether you look at Isaiah Loudermilk, the uh, Davis brothers, Khalil and Carlos, you also have uh, Chris Wormley still there, and then they go out and they sign Montrevious Adams to a two-year contract. They addressed the defensive line. They didn't need to make any drastic moves at that position. They might in the draft, but at the position of free agency, they didn't need to do that. Not as not as long as two, it's coming back. So I would say yes, they did check that box. Strong safety. This is the one position that you're thinking, okay, if people are okay. Tyron Matthew is still out there. Terrell Edmonds is still out there. Who's going to be? And like I said, by the time you're listening to this podcast, maybe the Steelers made a move at one of these positions. Maybe they signed a receiver. Maybe they signed a safety. But as of this being recorded, they have not. They have not. And so that still is a box left unchecked. And it's a situation where you're wondering, what what is the plan? I really can't see the Steelers sitting on the position and thinking, we'll just wait until the draft. You can't do that with a starter. Alongside Mega Fitzpatrick, you need someone with experience. Edmonds would be great. He's going to cost less, in my opinion. He has a good rapport with Fitzpatrick. It's just going to be really interesting to see what the Steelers do. But you look at all those positions, and you only see that wide receiver and strong safety remain as the positions they really still need to go out and get, man, that does change the expectations a lot. It really does. Along the offensive line, which was the glaring weakness, you don't just have fresh faces. You have versatility. Mason Cole, James Daniel can play both guard and center, both sides. You have so much flexibility on the interior. Now, you are hoping to add a tackle at some point. But as of right now, you have Joe Haig, you have Dan Moore Jr., and you have Chuksakor for. You would like to have a couple, at least one more tackle that is a viable option. And maybe that comes in the draft. Okay, so the expectations now change tremendously. I wanted to take a look now into the division. Into the, when you look at the AFC North, what about the expectations there? And that's really where we should start. When you start about talking about expectations, I'm not giving you predictions or anything like that today. But when I look at the Steelers and the moves that they have made, how do they stack up against the Bengals, the Ravens, and the Browns? So the Cincinnati Bengals have been probably the quietest team in the division throughout free agency. That does not mean they have not made moves. They had a lot of cap space, they have a good roster already, and they had money to spend, and they spent it wisely, mainly on the offensive line. But people have to remember a couple things. This is going to be an ongoing thread throughout the division outside of Pittsburgh. And that is that these players, see Joe Burrow's going into year three. Now remember, he's a first overall pick. He looks to be really, really good. He's already been to a Super Bowl. We know this. Joe Burrow's going to eventually get paid. And when Joe Burrow gets paid and he gets that first big deal, that's when all of a sudden those cap restraints start to happen. We saw it with Ben Roethlisberger for well over well over 15 years where when you start, you start paying these quarterbacks, you don't have as much money to keep players. You know, you, you have to make wise football decisions and sometimes that means you got to cut players so in this regard I look at this and say okay Cincinnati they've had a good offseason they're going to be really good they really are if anyone thinks they're going to fall on their faces I just don't see it coming it happens every year that a team does that I just don't see it happening there now Baltimore I made fun of Baltimore on Friday because the Darius Smith said he was going to go back to Baltimore then he changed his mind said no I'm not they still made some good moves, especially in the secondary at safety. Uh, but you, again, 
they have this looming cloud over their organization that is the Lamar Jackson contract. You have all these quarterbacks getting paid and getting paid big money, whether it's Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, whether it's the Matthew Stafford renegotiated extension that pays him a ton of guaranteed money, whether it's Kirk Cousins even in Minnesota doing an extension which gives him more money guaranteed. These things matter in these negotiations. There's an ongoing question in the Maryland area, in, in the state of Maryland, and in the Baltimore area is what I should have said, that no one knows what's holding up these contract negotiations. Maybe it's that Lamar Jackson does not have an agent. He doesn't. He is his own representation. I'm not sure, but I'll tell you this. When I think about Baltimore, it's the same with Cincinnati. You're going to – if you, <laughs> I couldn't – I can't imagine them letting him go and just letting him walk. But if you're going to let Lamar Jackson go while well, you're starting over, and if you decide to pay him, you're going to have to pay him. And when you pay him, you're going to have to pay a hefty price, and that's going to hinder what you do moving forward. So Lamar, that that price tag is going up for quarterbacks, and Lamar's looking at that thinking, all right, Baltimore, you better get ready to pay big-time money. Future, He's a former NFL MVP. Then we get to Cleveland. You look at Cleveland, and Baltimore, by the way, is still going to be really competitive. They have and they have one of the the easiest schedule of the all, all four AFC North teams. They should get a lot of their injured players back. I think they had over they had double digit players end up on injured reserve last year. So you're going to see J.K. Dobbins back. Marcus Peters is going to be back. Um, so many of their big time players will be back. They're going to be good. They are going to be good. But go. Let's go to Cleveland. So Cleveland, I poked fun at Cleveland because of the Deshaun Watson nonsense. Deshaun Watson tells him, "Yeah, I'm not going to Cleveland." Then I guess after hearing some other, you know, that they're talking to Carolina, he's talking to uh, Atlanta, he's talking to New Orleans. Cleveland either came back into the mix and said, "Well, up our ante." I believe they sent. I should have it in front of me. I just don't because it was. I just didn't care to look at it that closely. At least three, I think maybe four first round picks, two second round picks, and then a couple other picks in there as well. They have mortgaged their future on Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, a guy that has 22 sexual assault charges against him. And even though there were no criminal charges filed, just like Ben Roethlisberger was back in 2010, he will likely face a, he will likely face some form of punishment, most likely a suspension by the league in 2022. So they have mortgaged their future on Deshaun Watson. They said, Baker Mayfield's not the guy we are mortgaging our future on this guy. So, Take it or leave it. They made an aggressive play. But I like the fact that the Steelers didn't have to sell the farm to do what they did. They were patient. They got a quarterback that they felt maybe just maybe here's a guy that his downfall wasn't all on him. That maybe just maybe his downfall was the organization, the coaching staff that really screwed him up. Not saying that that's what's right or wrong we don't know until he takes the field as number 10 in a black and gold jersey but the Steelers didn't have to sell the farm and that's going to allow them to build a consistent winner a consistent winner you look at the Browns mortgaging their future to get Deshaun Watson the Ravens are going to have to pony up the money for Lamar Jackson the the, the Bengals are eventually going to have to pay Joe Burrow that's going to take a huge hit The, the Steelers could avoid that they really could they really could. Now, you look at the AFC expectations, and 
everyone's going to have a different view here because the AFC is absolutely stacked. The AFC West in and of itself is just remarkable. But I still feel like after the moves that were made, and we've all been wrong before, myself included, with some of these free agent pickups, that when they get on the field, it just doesn't pan out the way that you'd expect. But I still feel like the Steelers are much closer to being a contender than they were before, meaning a week ago. And then I would even go ahead and say that if you're asking the question, is this team, as of right now, March 21st, 2022, are they better or worse than 2021? I'd say better. I honestly would. I'd say they were better. And I know that means that Ben Roethlisberger would be, I'm saying that he is not as good for the team as Mitch Trubisky is now. The moves that they made along the offensive line, you throw in the quarterback that fits with the system, you add some pieces to the defense, especially in the secondary, I think this team is better. And so that that that's I'm really trying to keep a realistic outlook here. It's not me with my black and gold fan glasses on saying, ah, this is what I think. I honestly do feel that with the moves that are made, this is a better team. They are going to be, and Mike Tomlin has been the master of this. Some call him mediocre Mike Tomlin, whatever. He is the master of keeping this team competitive during a retool, reload, rebuild, whatever you want to call it. It's all the same thing in my opinion, and that's exactly what they're going to be in 2022. They're going to be very competitive. They do not have a ridiculously strong schedule. They are in a division that could be thrown upside down in the blink of an eye. Just look at last year. The Bengals go from worst to first. It's going to be interesting. I like what they've done so far, but they still have work to do. I expect more moves to be made, and I expect the NFL draft to bring in some really good talent for the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, enough of me. Time to bring in Kyle Christ from What Yin's Talking About. Make sure you stay tuned after this break. He'll be on, and then we'll be back. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Steeler fans, it is Monday. It is the second half of the show. That means it's the Monday morning conversation, and we have had a long list of guests this so far this offseason. I'm really excited for this one. And no, it's not because we're pumping up our own product or anything like that, but I'm excited to have Kyle Kreis of What Yin's Talking About on the program. Kyle, welcome to the show. How's it going? Jeff, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm, ready, for, I'm ready for the limelight, ready to step up to the Monday morning. Yes, Monday morning conversation, the Ride or Die crew. The reason I I wanted to have you on is I find your show absolutely hysterical. I do have a lot of questions for you and and some really hard-hitting questions uh, about you and your criticisms of fans. And we'll get to that. We'll get to that for sure. But uh, I wanted to say that if there's ever anyone out there that's never given it a shot, like again, never given what Yin's talking about. You're scrolling through your Spotify or your Apple podcast. What the hell is what Yin's talking about? 
So I wanted to ask you first, before we get into the show itself, give the listeners out there a little bit of your background. How did you become a Steeler fan? You grew up in Western Pennsylvania, I believe. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? That's right. Yeah. Born uh, 1978, uh, Uniontown, Pennsylvania. That's Fayette County, Fayette Nam, uh, you know, about 40 miles southeast of Three Rivers there. Uh, so, you know, it was being a Steeler fan is just, you know, part of your DNA at that point. Even yeah. uh, our in Uniontown, the tire shop uh, on Pittsburgh Street, Pittsburgh Tire, instead of the giant Paul Bunyan statue, they had a giant Steeler with the number <laughs> one jersey. So that's how you knew it was a Steelers town. You know, Steeler Nation would, you know, yeah, you know, when you walk into Walmart and the uniform is everyone wearing Steelers jerseys. Yes. You know, yes. that's, you know, you're in the nation. Or your, or your Lowe's, your local Lowe's, or your grocery store where <laughs> your bagger is wearing their Juju Smith-Schuster jersey, who obviously is with the Chiefs now, but we're not going to talk about that. So, um, so you do the show with another fellow Yinzer, and that's Greg Benevent, who we're not sure if he's going to be able to join us today or not. He's not with us currently. Did you know Greg growing up? Are you from the same town? I want, I'm curious how you two met. Okay, so we're both uh, in Los Angeles where we're on the stand-up scene together, and that's where we met doing comedy. Uh, you know, I didn't know him in Pennsylvania, uh, so I only met him, uh, I guess, in the last eight years or so. But, you know, I thought I thought I was the most kind of diehard homer when it comes to the Steelers, but Greg, man, he's been – his family, they've been season ticket holders since – uh, I mean, back in the Three Rivers days, they've been holding on to tickets forever. And he's been to, if he hasn't been to every game, you know, someone in his family has. And so that's how we hit it off. That's great. So is he, was he from Pittsburgh? Is he just from the area? Do you know where he is from? Yeah, he's, oh, he, I, I know what his high school was. Um, now I can't remember. Uh, it wasn't North Hills. It wasn't uh, with LeVar, but it was just right over maybe. I can't remember. Is he older or younger than you? You were born in 78, he's, you said? Yeah, he's younger than me. So he doesn't, re- you know, he doesn't remember the Bubby Brister era. Yeah. Uh, poor soul, you know, but he's, he's, a, he's younger. He's not that I, much younger, but I think he's more my age. I was born in 83. I'm 39 now. I think he's yeah, more of, of my age. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. Thankfully, I don't remember too much of the Bubby <laughs> Brister era. I don't feel like I missed much, but <laughs> although Brian Anthony Davis swears there were some good days. When you say there are good days <laughs> and not good years and seasons, and that's all I need to know. Uh, but so, okay. So you're in California now. You do some stand-up. You do have some uh, stuff out there. I want to give you a chance to plug that as well. I, I think you have a Spotify album, don't you? An album on Spotify? Yeah, yeah. If you're on, if you're on Spotify or Pandora or Apple, wherever, I've got two albums out there, comedy albums. One is Kyle Christ is Fake News. I used to have a, uh, <laughs> I used to have a career in the cable news industry. Um, Back in a previous life, I've worked at uh, I worked at Fox News from 2000 to 2008. So um, I had some life experience from that. Then my second album is King Size, which uh, you know, if you're on the Zoom, you can kind of kind of self evident why it might be called King Size. <laughs> well, that's great, and I have listened, and it's very good. So make sure you check that out as well. But I want to get your oh, thoughts. You. you know, to be completely honest, so I sat in. And this is when Brian Anthony Davis and I, I put the article out there. This was last off season, I believe, that we were expanding our podcast platform. If anyone wants to put their name in the hat of potentially being a podcast and you showed up, I was on that Zoom call with you um, and you had this idea. And I just want to know, where did this idea come from to want to focus on 
the fan social media aspect of Steeler Nation? It, it just goes to every Sunday uh, when I'm sitting in the bar watching uh, out here in L.A. It's a 10 a.m. kickoff. So, you know, there's not a, there's not a ton of uh, you got to be a bar fly to really be <laughs> at the bar at 10 a.m. to watch, you know, Steelers Browns. Um, so I would often be there by myself and I'm just scrolling through Twitter, just seeing what everyone says. And, and I just noticed that just like, man, it's not even 50 50 as far as positive, negative. It just seemed like, man, everyone on in Steelers Twitter is just a, just a big hater. And at first I started trying to combat that just in myself in little Twitter wars, but man, that wasn't, that wasn't what it was. And I've always been a long time behind the steel curtain reader. So when I saw you guys were looking for more podcast ideas, I said, I just was like, this is the platform I need to, instead of waging these one-on-one personal battles, I want to do it all in one big, one big enterprise. So since you've done the show and I know you've had fans on, you did a whole award show after the season and Rick fish was your fan of the year. Have <laughs> you had anyone ever like say, I, I would hope that Michael Beck, I mean, you beat up that guy every single episode. It's hysterical <laughs> to me because I know Michael and it's just funny, but have, has anyone ever come at you uh, and said it, whether it's on social media and be like, dude, like what the heck? Like, why are you calling me out like that? Has, has that happened yet? I've, I've tried, I have tried to, uh, call, you know, I try, I don't just call out people directly, but I have a couple. Sometimes if, if uh, I put a highlight of the show and it specifically deals with some specific tweet, I will call someone out and I've gotten a couple blocks. Uh, <laughs> and then I've got a couple people just be Comes like, you don't know, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> but a lot of people are, I think, I think kind of in on the, maybe I don't know if it's a joke, but I think they're kind of in on the fun, you know, some people we've called out when they went back and heard, uh, you know, heard what we were talking about. I think they kind of saw some of the fun in it. And I, you know, I think when people actually hear it, they like it, but when they just see maybe that first tweet yeah. or something, then maybe it's like kind of an instant reaction. For sure. I could see that now. I gotta, this is where I want to, I want to talk to you about something. So I've listened to every single episode of your show since it's oh, first. Thank you. I have not, I have not missed one because I think it's hysterical. One time I had to, only on my commute to work is when I listened to it, but I had to listen to one was taking wallpaper off. And my wife was like, you've got, you cannot, I, that Twitter sound over and over <laughs> again is literally going to drive me insane. So she forced me to change it, but you are very critical of fans. And their response to the team. And you actually responded to a letter from the editor that I wrote about how, in my opinion, if every fan, they're entitled to their opinion, as long as the, in, the, in the deep down core, they want what's best for the team. It just might be that they think what's best is different than maybe myself and you. And you kind of said, well, you don't think that every opinion should be validated regardless. Now, I want to ask you this question, because every time I listen to your show, I laugh. I agree with a lot of what you say, but I'm always asking myself this question. Kyle's very critical of fans. In your opinion, give me the description of the perfect Steeler fan. That's what I want to know because you make it seem like they can never criticize the team. They can never criticize Tomlin and Lord forbid you ever tell, say something bad about Ben. (laughs) That's a a standard on your show. So go ahead. (laughs) What is the perfect Steeler fan in your opinion? Well, one that knows their history, one that, uh, you know, understands the history, even recent history. You know, we've had playoff games as recent as 2018 that 
uh, when many fans have kind of given up. I'm thinking specifically about the Bengals game, you know, where mm-hmm. with the Joey Porter wins it for us and AB with the concussion that, you know, even myself, a lot of us were like, we're out of this game, we're out. And then it's, it's the Steelers prove it again and again. It's a 60-minute game. And even if you're down more than a touchdown late in the fourth, uh, we found ways to come back. So knowing that history, when you see fans give up in the first half, in the, you know, in the first quarter, in the first half of a season, um, you know, that to me is kind of my number one pet peeve with the fan base. Like you should know your history at this point that we're not out of it uh, at halftime. We're not out of it in week 15. You know, it's uh, that's kind of my biggest pet peeve among the fan base itself. I would say, okay, so they got to know the history. Don't give up. I want to know what your thoughts are. Is it okay, in your opinion, to be critical of the team and to, to, to go on social media and say, these guys suck right now? And Because you've highlighted some of my tweets where I've said, these guys suck right now. Because guess what? In the first half of the Minnesota game on Thursday Night Football, guess what? They sucked. Now, that doesn't mean that I stopped watching and I didn't care. But what's your take on that? Yeah, you know, I guess some of that stuff, Uh, Sure, you can be critical. Look, we had the statistical worst rushing defense in franchise history. Okay, that's a statistical fact. But, you know, sometimes when people kind of pile on that, you know, yeah, sure. We've seen the defense give up 200 yards rushing in three or more games. So when people kind of pile on like that, that's kind of to me is a little master of the obvious, you know, where it's like, yeah, Steelers suck. Okay, sure. We're all watching the same game. So what's the point of, uh, it's like, sometimes it's like, so what's the point of the tweet? You know? Uh, yeah, we, we do suck. Is it, is this a conversation starter? Is this a, is this something insightful? So, you know, maybe it's not that criticism is not allowed. It's just for me sometimes is like criticism is not always insightful. Then again, Twitter is not always insightful. No. So. <laughs> but I think I think what you meant to say is Twitter is rarely insightful. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people use it just to vent. I, I think that that's what some people do, and especially the people that do have a following. And trust me, I don't uh, compared to some of these Steeler fans and media. Um, I do love that you go after the media because they need someone to go after them. Um, and most recently, the the whole Mitch Trubisky bashing <laughs> up and down i'm like I, I i was personally upset at the fan base uh and i went off on that a little bit on my wednesday let's ride this week but i'm glad you are too uh so th- i love how you you're taking that proactive approach and hopefully there's some people out there that listen and think should i hit send because i honestly have thought that before <laughs> and i've had like the quote tweet ready and i'm like yeah and i'm just gonna put this in the discard pile i don't need to send this so hey you have done your job a little bit uh, for me, but let, let's ask, let's, let's switch gears a little bit. So you're a big, a big Ben Roethlisberger fan, just like we all were. I want to ask you in your own opinion, and this could be any number of memories. What was your favorite non-Super Bowl Ben Roethlisberger memory during his 18 year career? Ooh, okay. Gosh, I, I, I should really think this out to give the, I really want to give a thoughtful answer, but um, you know, on one hand, it was, gosh, I can't remember what year now, but there was where he had like five, 500 yard games. Was it back to back or two out of three weeks? Yep. You know, that right there was kind of just like peak. That was like full on, you know, uh, Voltron mode for Ben <laughs> there where just like everything was clicking. Um, 
singular singular moments man um kind of putting you on the spot yeah, but I, there's yeah. a lot to there's a lot to go through you know you could talk playoffs you could talk about just non-super bowl because obviously everyone's going to point to the the throw the, the super bowl 43 and it's going to oh, be yeah. most people what what they think about but uh yeah so but, there's, but there's, even, there's good well even more impressive than than that singular play which we all know from super bowl 43 is was that final drive mm-hmm. in its entirety you know it's like we're kind of uh, we're kind of spoiled with Ben because we've seen 50 plus fourth quarter comebacks. But I think that was, if there was, uh, you know, in, in a thousand years, if you were going to try to explain uh, football, that you might put that drive together is like what a quarterback can do, you know, in a, in a, yeah. fourth, in a fourth quarter moment. And people forget that freaking Justin Hartway got called for a holding penalty. Like at the very first play, they moved him back to the goal line. Uh, this is after it was a safety earlier in the game. So that, that's a great. I want to ask you this. You grew up a Steeler fan. You said you were born in 78. Who's your favorite player growing up? All right. Well, uh, well, you know, Barry Foster. 92. Yes, that was my guy. That was my guy. Yeah. too. I wore 29 in seventh grade because of Barry Foster. <laughs> <laughs> I had the po- I had the poster on the wall. You know that was kind of I guess that was the beginning of the obsession was yeah. um, was around, was right around then. You know, although I you know I met Merrill Hodge and Gary Anderson when they would come into town. You know, so uh, like the opening of the Giant Eagle. Like you know, so uh, <laughs> the local bank so- go see meet Merrill Hodge and <laughs> yes, open yes. a new checking account. <laughs> um. But, the, you know, Cordell, the Cordell years, Cordell was yeah. a favorite of mine. Um, Greg Lloyd was a favorite. I met him once at uh, Woodson's Barn Grill. I I, uh, I took the straw from his daiquiri after he left <laughs> as a keepsake. Do you still have it? No, no. Oh. <laughs> it's on the wall right behind you. No? <laughs> I, but I do still have ketchup bottles from the 2008 Seahawks Super Bowl win. Um, oh, I don't know. Right. I don't know if ketchup, I don't know how long ketchup stays good, but. I got fifteen year old ketchup. I wouldn't use bedroom. it. I, you can keep it, but I wouldn't <laughs> use it. I don't think it's gonna go that bad. It's gonna explode or anything, but I wouldn't use it. So yeah, Barry Foster. That's awesome because he had such a short career with Pittsburgh, but he was so dynamic and he had those. I mean, he had a ton of touches uh, in ninety three and ninety four, but he was very very fun to watch. And that was a great team. And that's why when I talked to Levon Kirkland last week, I mean, he talked about all those players and what a great defense. Um, I have to ask you though before I let you go about the current team. It's definitely a transitional period for the Steelers with the post Ben Roethlisberger era. You talk about Keith Butler retiring, Terrell Austin, Brian Flores being added to the coaching staff, Matt Canada really getting his guys. Do you like the trajectory of the team as we sit here right now? Or are are you a little hesitant? And by the way, I think that if you are a little hesitant, that's 100% understandable when you think about how pivotal this offseason is. Where do you stand with the current team? Right at this moment, I'm at super excitement level because we've just never seen anything like this. You know, like the most excitement we've had in free agency before this was like Ladarius Green, you know, so this is, yeah, (laughs) so this is just like a new era. And um, I got to think that, you know, uh, Tomlin and Flores has got to be part of the reason why these players want to come here, you know, beyond the fact that we've got cap money to spend. Uh, so the fact that players want to come here has just got me excited. There's a lot of new pieces. So that's always a question mark is how's that going to mesh, you know? Um, and we thought that the running game couldn't get any worse from 2020 to 21. Uh, and we were proven wrong. So I'm not going to automatically say that 
all our problems are going to be fixed in yeah. one week of free agency. But uh, at this point, I'm super excited about uh, what's going on. Yeah, it is. It is exciting. If you were to give Mitch Trubisky a nickname, and I'm sure you are in some way, shape, or form, there's been a couple floating around. The Trubisky train is one, one that our own Matty Peverell from the touchdown under. He, I love this. I don't know why. My wife thinks it's stupid. Is Bisky business. Uh, <laughs> a playoff of Risky. <laughs> I just think it's... I love the Bisky business. I love Bisky business. Yeah. <laughs> is there is there a way that you're leaning towards like one of those nicknames or? Well, I wasn't sure if whether or not to go Mitchburg yeah. or Trupitsky. Well, Mitch so... Mitchburg is too much like Mitch Berger to me, and yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, I wasn't a Mitch Berger fan. I remember him hobbling <laughs> around trying to punt the football. So. <laughs> Every time I see someone go, welcome to Mitch Berger, I'm like, gosh, you're bringing back these weird memories of Mitch Berger. Please stop. So I'm going to, I'm going to go against that one, but okay. Um, I give all of my guests on the Monday morning conversation, a chance to say something to the the listeners out there. Is there anything you'd like to say? Anything you'd like to plug social media? doesn't matter. You know what? I'll just, I just plug our show. You know what Jim's talking about. We like to say that the person that you are on Twitter is the person that you secretly are in real life. So, uh, you know, that's where we're encouraging everyone to be maybe a little bit better version of themselves out there on Twitter. <laughs> that's tough for a lot of people. That's really tough. <laughs> All right. Well, Kyle, thank you for the time. I really appreciate it. Make sure you check out what Yin's talking about. It debuts, I think it's Thursdays now, isn't it? Yeah. Every yeah. Thursday at noon. So you find us on our podcast platform, wherever you get your podcast, Kyle, thanks for joining us. Next time I'm going to have you and Greg on. Take it easy, my friend. Thank you so much. A big thank you to Kyle Christ for taking the time out of his busy schedule to sit down and talk with me on that Monday morning conversation. I really hope you check out what Yin's talking about, the podcast that runs every Thursday at noon Eastern time on our podcast uh, platform, on our podcast network, as I want to call it, the network. I got to get that through my head. So make sure you check out that show. Hopefully Greg Benevin, his partner in crime, will join us uh, the next time I have them on. I do want to have them on again. I think it's a lot of fun to talk about the fans in that regard. But make sure you check out that show. And that does it for me, folks. Hey, happy Monday. I hope you have a great start to your week. I will be back on Wednesday. You know it's the mailbag segment, so make sure that you are watching out on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N, underscore P-I-T. Look out for that tweet, asking for questions. Fire away, and I will answer every single one of them on Wednesday. In the meantime, you know how we finish it up here. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great Monday. I'll see you on Wednesday. Good to you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.